for calling Triple Link. For leasing inquiries, press 1. For emergencies, press 3. To repeat this menu, press 0. Thank you for calling. For English, press 1. Para Español, presione. Thank you for calling Triple Link Property Management. We'll be with you in a moment. For quality assurance, your call is now being recorded. Thank you for calling Triple Link Property Management. Are you calling about a fire or flood emergency? Actually, it's about stolen property inside of a triple link property. Okay, so you would have to submit your request through your resident portal, and one of our team members will get back to you once the office is back open. Uh, may I ask when it's going to be open? Tomorrow morning. Okay, tomorrow morning, I see. So I actually am unable to do what you just said because my internet, uh, I'm between two different leases. I had a sublease. I'm applying for the next lease. Uh, I'm still, uh, you know, residing in my old uh, uh, unit. Um, I've been working with the, the building manager, Lennon, uh, regarding the new lease. And I also informed him that currently due to the start of the first sublease, I my internet uh, uh, is no longer available. Uh, I cannot go on. Furthermore, because of the uh, sublease, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, leaseholder who sublet us uh, this unit, he didn't give me the information uh, to. He didn't, I think, completed the formal transfer of the lease. That later I learned that he should have done it. And uh, one way or the other, currently I don't understand what actually was behind the whole thing, whether he didn't do it or the leasing officer had misunderstandings about who I am and didn't want to accept it. I cannot say anything regarding that. At this point, it's still under investigation about what is really, you know, why we were applying for the second lease and was rejected and were accused to be illegal residents and then caused about 20 days of unable to move forward. And eventually, police was called upon to try to break it us, and we were treated as illegal residents. While I myself had absolutely no idea why the leaseholder didn't transfer, didn't go through the you know complete transfer of the lease, um, and I didn't understand the whole system. I was not informed about any issues. I was not given the portal information. Uh, I was not even given the mailbox key. So right now, uh, I am very worried what is really going on because suddenly yesterday, someone came into this unit and very selectively, you know, uh, I don't know what should I say because my door was not locked. I was just going down to the kitchen to cook something. And um, I always welcome students to come into my office and try to help them with their certain, you know, issues and also tell them about our office work so I don't lock my door. But uh, during the several hours I was in the kitchen, uh, when I came back, a very expensive 24K gold necklace 
that's the symbol of a practice that the Chinese Communist government has been persecuting. And I'm a persecuted scholar. Uh, the practice is called the Falun Dafa. So I've been um, very concerned about whether there are CCP infiltration uh, into this building. Someone works for Troublelink, are working for the Chinese Communist government. And the moment they saw who I am by seeing my opening the office and inside of the office has these symbols of Falun Dafa, which the Chinese government has been trying all way to demonize the practice, created a tremendous amount of uh, horrific, uh, you know, cruel persecution, killing, live organ harvesting, all the horror stories that is currently going on in China and also start to infiltrate into America. I spent 18 years in New York prior to my trip here. That's what I was facing in Flushing, New York, every day of harassment, uh, you know, um, violence towards the peaceful Falun Dafa practitioners. I didn't expect things like that would happen so fast as soon as I get here into Troubling Building. So today, in terms of emergency, I want to tell you, I think when I talked to my human rights attorney yesterday about what happened to this office, very strange because the person came in and didn't touch everything else, but only three items. The most important item is my phone that I use to record all my business meetings. As if I'm being monitored here, someone already knows that I'm hosting important meetings and I'm recording meeting contents with my phone. That phone was selectively snatched and taken away. And then also two items uh, on my table, which I publicized of ongoing projects of our new, I call it the whole Elephant Institute of Seattle office. Uh, the table has two items that are very, very notable because they are called the symbol of Falun Dafa. If there is a CCP agent who come into my office and what they would pick, these are the three items they would pick. One, the secrets of all the important meetings I've been holding representing my nonprofit organization. Two, two very notable items representing Falun Dafa, which the Chinese Communist government try to persecute. And they try to persecute US, US citizens like myself. I was a Harvard professor. I uh, first was tried to be you know, lured into Communist China to serve the Chinese government uh, by offering, you know, nation, a national laboratory because I, I was very famous, internationally, you know, renowned uh, scientist of cancer research. So the Chinese Communist government tried to first lure me back. Then when I started to practice Falun Dafa and review their huge violation of human rights, they immediately made me a target of their persecution. They tried to... Uh, uh, threat my parents, uh, threat my uh, family members in China, and then they went through all the way. The governor of Washington State back in the year of 2002 to pressure the research center director. At the time, I was a UW professor. I was working at the Benora Research Institute. Dr. Gerald Nippon was threatened by the former governor of Washington State, Mr. Gary Locke who followed the Chinese government's order to shut down my research program and forced me, 
you know, to the state, ultimately with the combined effort of my own family members uh, and, uh, you know, losing job, family members work for the CCP right here in Seattle. I was taking a business trip to New York, and I was made unable to return to Washington State because my own family ganged up together when I was taking a business trip in New York. They labeled me to be mentally ill, and they filed this so-called guardianship and took away all my rights. It took me 18 years to come back, and I'm actually in the process of trying to rectify all these illegal activities that happened to me 18 years ago. And I come to Tripolink residence, residency through the sublease, and now I'm encountering this sudden, you know, I don't know why I cannot get a lease. Even 20 days ago, I already started to apply, and then I was viewed as illegal with no reason. And then now suddenly my office have this very selective stolen phenomena. I talked to my human rights attorney. He said immediately, this happens in Hong Kong all the time. What's your experience? And this happens in flashing all the time. It's called a hate crime. You know, they are trying to intimidate you, make you afraid, you know, threaten you and want to force you to get out there because they are telling you, hey, we know what you're doing there and your life is in our hand and we can come to snatch you anytime. This is really the tactic of the Chinese Communist government. On the surface, as if it's just several items missing, but why so selective? Why my lease are not being accepted? Who is under all that? I, I'm not, not accusing Triple Inc. I think most people I met, including the managers, they're very nice. But something is wrong. You know, why this can occur so fast? As soon as I get here, uh, I'm very worried. So today I'm going to report to FBI. Uh, because I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very visible internationally, and Wikipedia has my profile. Um, you know, we actually bring Gary Locke's case all the way to Washington D.C. Uh, courts. Uh, wanted the U.S. government to investigate him. That's why he got back to the United States so fast, because he was going to serve the Chinese government to continue to allow the Chinese government to infiltrate into America. After he shut down my lab, he was rewarded heavily by becoming the Secretary of Commerce, right? The Chinese CCP infiltrates, gave him all the power and the money, and then he became Secretary of Commerce, and then he became Ambassador to China. And, uh, you know, if we didn't, if, if I didn't file that legal case against him to warn you, uh, U.S. government about what kind of crime he's doing, I think he probably had done much more damage to the United States. So I'm a very visible scholar. I have very sound track record. I don't speak something randomly, but today, everything that I have spoken to you is in recording. And it's going to be, you know, bring to the legal community and going to, you know, bring to the leaders in Washington State. And I want Triple Link to make sure stand by my side to help me to investigate what is going on here, who is working for the CCP within the Triple Link system and leading to all this very, very bad, hidden hate crime, I consider. So yesterday, I had to call a locksmith immediately, following my human rights attorney's uh, advice to change the lock of this room. Uh, because uh, on August 31st, when I was still on bed, someone opened my door with a key without a knock. This has really happened on August 31st. 
on August 30th, I was threatened by the manager, Miss Vicky Jo, that she will use police officer to vacate me on August 31st. After I repeatedly explaining to her that I have a legal sublease with Mr. Bob Kim, who subletted me and worked with a Trapolink manager, I mean, a staff member representing Trapolink called Miss Haley Tan. The whole thing that we did was all upfront with email, and I did everything legal, but why suddenly I was specifically singled out by the Trapolink regional officer, Miss Vicky Joe, and claimed me to be an illegal resident. And when I tried to communicate with her to prevent miscommunications, she repeatedly told me that she cannot talk to me because I am illegal and she cannot talk to me. For about 20 days, I could not communicate with her the truth, the facts, and she refused to accept. And then on August 30th, she threatened Mr. Bob Kim that if he doesn't kick me out, he, she would stop a lease for his daughter. Bob Kim had to call me, begging me to get out of there, and promised to give me $1,000 to move into a hotel. He was begging me because he was threatened by Miss Vicky Joe. But when I met her, how did I meet her? The following day, she got police knocking at my door, demanding me to come out to speak to the police officer as if I was a trespasser. I called 911 to inquire into it. I said, how could a police officer come to kick someone out just based upon one-sided information. And the 911 police officer later answered my phone call said, usually if the person tells the truth, that it's about a tenant whose lease has finished and are refusing to leave, the officer will tell them, no, this is not our police job. You're gonna have to go through the court. And the police officers usually don't get involved. How come the police officers so easily mobilized by Ms. Vicky Cho to come immediately talk, to knock at my door, even after I called Ms. Vicky Cho, who refused to talk to me, but I left a message to her on August 30th that I said, I actually called Seattle Police Department after I got the threat from you, saying that if I don't get out here, you're gonna mobilize the police to talk me out. I called the Seattle Police Department inquiring into that possibility Police officer Bass told me that, no, police officers will never do such a thing. And tell the manager that, don't do that. It is harassment. The moment if police officer come at your door, call 911 immediately. We, Seattle Police Department, will protect your safety. However, the next day, two police officers still showed up in front of my door, knocked at my door, and I told them immediately that I have a case number, I already filed to Seattle Police Department that I have the right to stay here. Police officer Bass said, you have all the legal rights to stay there because you have been already there. For all this time, six weeks, you also have received mailings, mail packages, you are a legal resident there. No, nobody has any right to harass you. However, when I went out to tell the police officers that I'm legal, guess what? That police officer as if was unwilling to even listen to me. When I tried to tell him, he kept on saying, you're illegal, you're illegal. As if he is really a, an agent of the Miss Vicky Cho. I don't know whether he received any bribery, 
or whatever, but the police officer refused to listen to what I had to say. Eventually, I said, who called you? What did the person say? The police officer started to run away. Run away, okay. So I, I confronted, followed that question, Vicky Cho finally showed up and said it was me. I said, let's sit down and go over the facts. I went over the facts with her and made sure I made myself very clear that I did everything as a nonprofit organization leader, president. I did everything openly with dignity, with respect, trust, love towards Trouble Link, and why I have to receive such humiliation, harassment, rejection, awkwardness, and my entire team because of this became dysfunctional ever since they put together the 10-day notice on my door. This is so serious. I had to report to the corporate office of Troubling and seeking for help and support. So uh, the corporate office told me that they would talk to Ms. Vicky Cho to tell her to stop doing that. So I finally got a lease offer, a lease application offer to say, oh, you know, your building has no more room. We're going to have to offer you whatever that is left behind. I accepted that. I tried to fill the form. Uh, you know, I said, I have no internet. Please help me. They said, we don't have time to help you. It's going to be Monday. So I said, okay. All right. After a whole day, nobody helped me with internet. And after a whole day, nobody helped me with the emergency mail in the mailbox. And then yesterday, I had to experience sudden, you know, stolen goods. I mean, not really ordinary goods. It's about my, my record, recording of all the meetings that recently occurred that has evidence, you know, about illegal actions that happened and experienced and this and that. And why someone knows so well about I'm using the phone to record, the only thing I can think of is because I had meetings in the kitchen. Is the kitchen a public space being monitored by camera? If that's, if that's the case, someone is watching me. Someone is trying to target me and try to intimidate me, threaten me, uh, you know, uh, try to use that maybe way to make me run, uh, escape, go back to New York, which is what my team members and including the, you know, leaseholder who sublet this place to me, Mr. Bob Kim said, get out of there, right? And my board member said, run, it's CCP. So I'm very concerned. I don't want to misaccuse Trouble Inc. I want to do business with Trouble Inc. I have a nonprofit organization that I come here to Seattle with this full hope that I will be able to develop business relationship with my host. So I just want to report.